Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. September 22, 2020. The Autumn Equinox. A Canadian tuxedo. Getting hexed by a witch. The pirate prime minister. And killing a husband. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Good day, ma'am. Good day to you, sir. How are you? I'm good. Feeling good today. Feeling good in the neighborhood? I am, yes. Okay. That is where we are, so I suppose that's, uh, that's right. an acceptable answer. If we were eating good in the neighborhood, we'd be at... Our kitchen. Applebee's. No. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. <laughs> okay, but we are in the neighborhood, and we are doing quite well. And Thank you very much. it's in the neighborhood of September 22nd. It is. How the heck did we get here? Well, I have a feeling it was just putting one day in front of the other. That's right. It is today. Today. It is, of course. An awesome day. It's always an awesome day, but it is the autumn equinox, mm. the day when the sun passes the equator, moving from the northern hemisphere to the southern, and the North Pole begins to tilt away from the sun. So, I hope your summer was great, and welcome to autumn. It's time to, I was, I was going to say dig through your drawers, but when you're a redneck folk, that could mean scratching in your pants. <laughs> So don't dig through your drawers, but you may go through wherever you keep your your cooler weather clothes stored and start to shake those out. Yep. Good. Yeah. Get out the flannels. Yeah. Long sleeves, the, the jackets. Hopefully you got a good denim jacket. Oh, I have two. Do you? Mm -hmm. I have none. Oh. But I may remedy that. I haven't decided. Okay. We were just pre-camera uh, roll, pre-recording pre here, we were discussing the... 
niceties of the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> I got to be careful about that. So yeah, I was, I was, I've, this has been a dilemma to me. And I've always, I can remember as a kid, the first time that I was going to buy myself a jeans jacket Yeah, and I thought they were supposed to match. And I can remember, uh, my dad, like, throwing some real funk on it and being like, yeah, you're a Canadian tuxedo. We're not doing that. It's like, <laughs> I didn't even know what to... So from then on, I've, I have had no idea. Well, what do you do? Mm -hmm. What color do you get? I remember that he had... He had a white denim jacket. What? Yeah. I cannot I cannot imagine this. I cannot picture this. It's... Uh, it, by the time... You came along that had even been retired from work gear. Yeah. He'd had it a long while back. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's so I don't know. I don't know if I should get white or black or what, because who knows what color my my lowers might be. That's right. And I definitely don't want to be again, based on how ugly he got about it, I don't want to be accused of that for sure. <laughs> Sorry, Canadians. Um that's okay. They'll apologize back. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we ruined a jeans jacket. <laughs> no, you didn't. You did not ruin it. You just can't wear it with jeans. Or you can. Oh. Hey, why not? They're, you Justin can. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears did it. It shouldn't match them. Yeah. Well, somebody somebody tell us what do you do. Yeah. What are we supposed to do about rescue that? us. Save us from ourselves. Indeed. Well, five... 30. You, you went back. You love, the, you love the old ones. I, you always, you, you find them for me. Mm -hmm. It is a treasure and a gift to me when you find the oldie old ones. Yeah. So the year 530, we have a little, let's say a little hiccup in church history. There, there have been a few over the course say, of history. If we're being honest, it's not the first or last one. Yeah. I think the real, the real strength of the Catholic church isn't that she's existed for almost 2,000 years without error, it's been that despite the massive failures of humanity, we've been unable to tear this institution down. That is some wisdom and truth right there. Yeah. Yes. Well, this time, this little hiccup was that we have a little disagreement who over who is the rightful Pope, mm -hmm. the Holy Father. There is only ever one Pope, so the other Pope whose name was Discorus, by the way. I feel yes. like that name really lends it itself may to... Have, they may have even renamed him. <laughs> Let's call him Discord or yes. Discharge. Discorus, that's it. Yes. Well, so he's the anti-Pope. Yeah. And this wasn't the only time oh, that no. there's been a little... Sure wasn't. ...little holy kerfuffle. <laughs> it sure was not. So that was in the year 530. Thankfully, it has all gotten sorted out since then. Yes. Um, in 1692... Not only was Columbus sailing the ocean blue, as our childhood nursery rhymes tell us. I thought that was 1492. Yeah, that was 1492. Okay. That was 200 years earlier. So Bye-bye. 200 Sorry. years later, it was East Coast. I'll see myself. Still sailing, still looking for who the actual Indians were. I'll see myself out. <laughs> I don't know how history works. I rescued you. It's this, okay. This has been well established. Um, the final eight people are hanged in the U.S. in relation to the Salem which trials finally finally well the good news is we as a country have been witch free ever since and what a relief that is right <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true because then we wouldn't have the 70s rock ballad witchy woman that's true you know how else it can't be true okay yeah. when i was oh my gosh 16 
I was at a gas station. Yes. I was in a vehicle that I wasn't used to driving, and I pulled into the pumps with wrong nozzle, wrong side gas tank thing, right? Yes. Uh -huh. And so I'd gone in to do a three-point and turn around and get pointed back the right way, and somehow magically in the process of that, I, not hard, I didn't smack the crap out of it, but I did back into a car that was had snuck in and parked behind me as I was hitting the front point of the turn. I'd freak out. 16. I've never yep. experienced that before. And as I hop out of the car and I'm, I'm asking this lady before I've even made contact, eye contact with her, she's in the passenger seat. I'm asking, are you okay? And, and right then I make eye contact. She's crazy hair and she casts a spell on me. She claimed to be a witch, told my parents showed up eventually and she professed to them that she was a witch and that it's fine if we wanted to pay for it, but that she'd still cast the spell on me, the curse. That explains so much. A lot. If you just, was this before or after your big vehicle after, accident? After. Oh man. Okay. I was going to say this explains so much, but okay. Yeah. Well, there's, <sighs> there's other issues like the fact that one leg is six inches shorter than the other. <laughs> okay, um, all right. All the other things. I was just going to say, like in your vehicular history, there's been some hiccups yeah. along the way, yeah. and that maybe I set a set a few records. Yep. Okay. So anyway, that was the end of the Salem witch trials. May we never speak of it again on Awesome Today. Yes, or we will. Seventeen thirty-five. Robert Walpole becomes the first British Prime Minister, and as I read that, I'm like, man. I know who this is, and I'm pretty dang sure he's a pirate. Hmm. How in the world did he get to be prime minister? What a beautiful story. I'm going to go look into this. Well, upon further review, no. Turns out a video game that I played several years ago had a pirate whose last name was Walpole. So this is a very valuable life lesson. You know, hey, way to learn history from video games, you jackass. That's, that's not responsible. Check your facts. I, my apologies, Robert. You are innocent of crimes on the high seas or whatever. <laughs> Did not mean to sully your family name. It was going to be such a beautiful story of, of redemption, of rising from, you know, being mm -hmm. a mere pirate to yeah. becoming the first prime minister of Great Britain. Indeed. Forgiveness, oh, yes. love lost, love found. Right. All of it. Bless All it. it. Okay. Well, 1915, Southern Methodist University, SMU, in Dallas, Texas, the Mustangs. They hold their first classes. And in that same year, yes, the Mustangs, uh, red and blue and white and Mustangy. Yeah. Um, in that same year, they played football against TCU in Fort Worth for the very first time. Uh, obviously, they could not have played them before. They didn't have a school. That's right. So they played them and... From that day until today, there have only been six seasons in which they did not play wow. each other. They're mm -hmm. currently scheduled out several more years to continue this. Of course. Uh, roughly 1946, there was established a traveling trophy, which is a very large cast iron skillet. Yes, sir. That's right. And how that came to be the trophy, the stories differ uh, the, the one that makes the most sense of everything I've heard is that in 
pregame festivities, uh, attempting to be humorous. Evidently, things in 1946 uh-huh. being funny or different than now. Yeah. One of the SMU fans was using a big skillet to fry up frog legs. Frog legs are not a bad treat. Have you ever I've had frog legs? I've not eaten them. I don't plan on it. I've had... They're, they're good. I know. I know. A lot of people do. Okay. Fry, people you got to fry them. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat catfish, which is basically the dumpster of the (laughs) waterways, but for whatever reason, frogs bother me. Okay, that's fair. fair. Um, So he's doing this. A TCU fan suggested then that this went beyond rivalry Mm -hmm. and that the only way to make things right was that at the outcome, that the outcome of the game would determine who got to keep the skillet, and the frog legs. And the frog legs. That's all right. Yeah. And so since the since 46, this uh, traveling trophy has gone back and forth. My own time at TCU, my record against the Mustangs is 3-0. Yep. And I have, in fact, personally handled the iron skillet. Well, look at you. It's far less impressive than it sounds. <laughs> Um, if you're not familiar with the geography of Texas, which I realize not everyone is. It's true. TCU or, uh, and SMU Dallas and Fort Worth are what, 20 miles apart? It may be. It's their backyard brawl. It's just yes. it's a, right there. It's a strong rivalry. These two schools are small private schools that yeah. in, in the past have not always had a great record with football. Right. But this was the one game of the year that was like they, they all out have gone back and forth fighting to be in the worst conferences possible. For many years, they did this. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a a spread through the 80s where SMU was lethally good. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was because they broke every rule in the NCAA handbook. Mm -hmm. They received the NCAA death penalty. They've never quite recovered. TCU, of course, beginning, what, the late 90s? Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been off and on. Decent to poor, decent to poor. And then in the late 90s, new coaching staff came through, and yeah. uh, they have been on the rise since. Now sit in the, the Big 12. Now they're a major. Yeah. I mean, really, I, it seems like following the, the breaking up of the Southwest Conference, mm-hmm. when they were finally released from having to play UT and A&M right, and, right. and other schools like that every year, that they kind of kind of finally found their footing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got good in some other conferences. Had a... Yeah jockeyed through several conferences of increasing skill Mm -hmm. and then ultimately with the transition back into a major conference um it's easier to recruit as tcu with a with some recent tradition and history versus hey if nobody else in the southwest conference recruits you we'll take you (laughs) yes yeah. And that's your daily minute with TCU Horn Frog history. Yeah, go frogs go. <laughs> go frogs go. All right. Well, in 1946. That is by the way where my my master's degree in Jeopardy yeah. comes from. You are so. an, an alum I of am. TCU. I refuse to donate. Don't send any more mail, thank you. They send mail prolifically and invite you often to they do. contribute they to do. the little fine do they know. <laughs> Uh, in 1946, let's travel back to Canada. We were there to talk yes. about their tuxedo. Here we go. Some true crime out of Canada for you. 1946, Evelyn Dick was a strikingly beautiful woman from Hamilton, Ontario. She was known to move in upper class circles. It surprised many when she married a street 
railway conductor. Who may have worn a Canadian tuxedo for his job. I don't know. Well, yes, he may have. But what ended up happening is that in March of 1946, some children playing on the Niagara Escarpment. That's how I would pronounce it. Could it's be like such. a mountain thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, found the unfortunate naked torso of a man, which turned out to belong to her husband, John. Now, some suggest that this remains the most sensationalized event in Canadian crime history. Which isn't saying much. There's like two crimes. This one and some kid accidentally walked out of the five and dime with some candy. Please don't leave us Canadian awesome. <laughs> we love you. It's it a compliment. A, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. The, the You're nothing, good people. You don't do bad that's things. That's right. Nothing bad happens. The only, the only criminals in Canada are those who've moved up from America to <laughs> try to get some drug trade going, right? <laughs> no, they've just moved up there and then just badness followed. Okay, okay. Uh, but if you want the details on the story, this is a little bit of a teaser. If you're like me and you enjoy the true crime stories, especially, you know, those that involve like a mystery, how did this happen, what happened here kind of mm -hmm. thing. If you want the details, search her name again, Evelyn Dick at murderpedia.org, one of your favorite I love it. I love it. Web. One of the things, I don't, I don't find enough excuses to go there. One of the things that I appreciate that they do a really good job of is on their page, they will have pulled together stuff from Wikipedia, from other mm. news outlets. So you'll have, it's, it's like they've Googled for you and yes. ferreted through some of the garbage. Nicely done. Thank you, Murderpedia. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. You'll probably be bought by Google and screwed up. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, 1976. It's a big year. Starring Farrah Fawcett, Kate Jackson, and Jacqueline Smith. The television debut of Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Wasn't allowed to watch it. Little too racy for a young man. Yeah. I Obviously, I wasn't watching any television at the age of one. <laughs> uh, but I can remember older. I can yeah. remember at the age of five or six that yeah. being on and my mom being like, oh, we're changing the channel. She said it like that too. Real jerky like. Well, maybe you were allowed later to watch a show that uh, premiered today in 1982. It was the premiere of NBC's sitcom Family Ties. I have seen quite a few episodes of Family Ties. Yeah. Such a wholesome show. It was a wholesome show, but the one episode that came to mind for me just now as we were talking about it, I did not fact check this, you guys. So mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I'm reporting it wrong. I seem to remember there being an episode about an uncle of the family, the Keaton family. Yeah who comes to visit, and their uncle is an alcoholic, and their uncle is played by Tom Hanks, I think. Oh, wow. A young, 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 early in his career, Tom Hanks. And I remember this episode standing out in my mind. I think it was Family Ties. It was definitely, this was definitely covered on a sitcom sometime in the 80s. And I remember that he was an alcoholic, and he was trying to be sober, except then he'd gotten into the cough syrup. Oh, boy. And Cough so, syrup. yes. And I, as a child, was like perplexed. Like, number one, why would right. anyone voluntarily ever drink cough syrup? And number two, should I? Should it? I do it? Yeah. If no one else is volunteering, <laughs> don't mind if I do. Anyway, 1982 Family Ties came on. So, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, what's the, the lead's name? Uh, Michael J. Fox. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. I, all I could think of was Keaton, and I was like, no, what's he? 
Michael J. Fox. Yes. Both on this show as well as other times in history, he's known for a good jeans jacket. Oh, yes, definitely. So yeah. maybe I need to go look up some photos on how to do that from mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Well, 1989, thank goodness, here comes the fabulous-haired David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson bringing us Baywatch, or as angry Protestants called it back in the day, Boob Watch. Boob Watch. Did they really call it that? Yes, not uh, not in large circles. Okay. Because uh, you don't want to get in trouble for saying boob. <laughs> That's why I was very surprised about this. Yeah. Okay, well, the iconic TV debut day continues. There's so many shows. There's so today. many. This is anyone, all of them, you guys. 1994 was the debut of Friends. And it's here's, amazing. I mean, that show was on for, what, 10 seasons? Uh, forever. Is it even over? I don't know. It is over. Okay. I do want to point out the connection between Baywatch and Friends. You remember there is the uh, episode of Friends where Joey and uh, Chandler are watching their favorite show, which is Baywatch, because of the okay, running yes, on yes. the beach. Yes. I thought you were intro. going to reference, it feels like maybe even it stretched more than one episode when... Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What? Somebody came out of the shower and tried to cover with an afghan, but the nipple was visible through the <laughs> afghan. And... <laughs> Then to get to even the scales, it was a contest to try to see each other naked. Yeah. A whole thing there. Was that on Friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, all I, right. I couldn't see the nipple. I paused the show <laughs> until I burned through the video cassette. No, that didn't happen. But that just did. That was a, a plot theme. 1994, I remember, um, so I went to college in 1995, August of 95, and pledged Chi Omega, and I can remember one of the very first opportunities to bond with my new sorority chapter came on Thursday nights when it was like a thing, it wasn't an official activity, but it was a thing that we all gathered in our lounge together to watch the each new episode of Friends. This, nice. of course, was in the rising action of Ross and Rachel. Yes. In the will they or won't they get together situation. So, yes. Many good memories from those times. Uh, speaking of good memories, 10 years later in 2004, a show created by J.J. Abrams. Is it your favorite show of all time? I mean, it's literally my favorite television show ever. Okay. It is, we have the debut of Lost. Now, in 2004, I was clueless about Lost. Oh, right. We, we came to it so late. We came to it after it was over. It was over, yeah. Thank goodness we got to stream it. We didn't have to sit and wait 
between seasons and just biting our nails. And Not only did we get to stream it, it was the first yes. series, TV series, that we ever streamed on Netflix. Did we, in fact, did we start this with the male DVDs and then when it was like streamable, we were like, what? Yes. We've been suckers all along with this DVD garbage. Let me stream it. Yes. So our history of Netflix was we started with speaking of garbage with True Blood. Yeah. (laughs) Because we had started watching True Blood on HBO um, about midway through season three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to know what happened first. And so we could right. get the True Blood on the DVDs through the mail on Netflix. Then we watched, what is the name of that show that I cannot think about? It's like the Space Cowboy show that is iconic. Oh my gosh. I was, was going to say it. And then you said Space Cowboy. And all I could think about was some people call me the Space Cowboy. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> I know what it is. Keep talking. Oh, um, man. This makes for such good audio. It does. Firefly. Yeah. Firefly. Oh, I felt actual adrenaline rush just now trying to think of that. Speaking of J.J. Abrams, isn't that a J.J. Abrams show? I have no show? idea. I have no idea. I feel like it might be. Anyway, J.J. Abrams created Lost. He was the showrunner for the first season. He left after the first season of Lost and it kind of had some uh, passing around of different showrunners. There's... If there's one thing that's true about Lost is it's incredibly uneven yeah, in terms yeah. of from episode to episode and season to season. But I don't care. I love that show so much. I have such fond memories of those characters. You still manage to find ways to quote lines of it somewhat applicable to conversations that we have. It's true. It's with true. A, a not so subtle nod and wink as you do it. <laughs> I can't help myself. So it, it premiered in 2004, and it's it's highly enjoyable. I invite you all the time for a rewatch. You have so far turned me down, but maybe one of these days. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, there. we'll see. We just, uh, not to jump too far ahead, I'll bounce into rural and back again because yeah. I forgot to get this in the notes. Um, I, I was finishing up something else, and last night was delighted to be able to begin the however many season it is now of Blacklist. Yeah. If you've not watched this, you need to. The early seasons especially, I think, are strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent ones are like any long-running show that you labor through it out of love and appreciation for what you've already enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So far, just okay. Yeah. But great series. What's, what's the actor's name in that? James the, Fader. James Fader, yeah. I suck with names. Don't say that like, well, of, of course. How'd you forget it this time? I forget it every time. Every time. You should throw small parties when I remember once. But James Spader is masterful. He is a good actor. He plays an excellent prick. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Including his run as Robert California on The Office, which was terrible. Highly unenjoyable. Uh, 2004 big year for TV because we also have the Teen Noir series starring Kristen Bell premiering on UPN Network, Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. That is, uh, I don't think, I don't think when they set out to make that, they really had high expectations. Right. I think they were all shocked at yes. how 
What a cult following it developed. Absolutely. And a devoted, passionate one. To the degree that they funded a movie. Right, yes. What what did they, what did they do that through? Was it Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something? I don't know, but it, yes. The, the fans united. The fans united to keep Veronica Mars and the whole universe spinning. So, yeah. That was, it was such an excellent soap opera yeah. thing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I don't care if that makes me seem less manly or not. No, it makes you seem more manly Does in it? my eyes. Okay. Yes. okay. And in Kristen Bell's Well, that's eyes. all that matters. Well, to wrap up 2004, CBS is fined $550,000 by the FCC after the Super Bowl halftime show where Justin Timberlake reaches over, tears off a part of Janet Jackson's wardrobe, and her right booby is shared with the viewing public. Here we are talking about boobs again somehow. It's a booby day. Four short years later, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit voided the FCC's fine. So, Interesting. Thank goodness. It was, in fact, free. Had they charged, it would have been prostitution? I don't know. Something that's not... Ready for prime time. Minimally, it would have been pornography. Now it's yes, art. Yes, there we go. Pornography is the word you're looking for. Okay. <laughs> One of them, something. I don't always use the right words, but when I do, <laughs> they usually don't make sense. That's right. So trending. A little over a year ago, BuzzFeed News received a collection of documents. We're talking about... Over 22,000 pages. I think they had touted over 3 million words total in these. Uh, and they detail hundreds of thousands of transactions totaling more than $2 trillion. Now, this is over a decently significant time frame mm -hmm. uh, that these documents cover. Okay. Now, BuzzFeed has been pretty slow in terms of really saying, what do you got? I question... I question how damning any of this can be. Obviously, that much information, and they, they speak to this, it's taken some time to even figure out how to get through it, and they ultimately just had to read everything. Uh, they had originally hoped to build some algorithmic stuff that would search and find for them, but they ultimately just had to read it. Yes. Um, like I said, they're hemming and hawing about what it may or may not be. They've indicated more or less every every major banking system in the world involved, which of course it would be. Yeah. If anybody's going to be, it's probably the majors. Yeah. And they're all crooked, so that's no big surprise. Yeah. They've intimated uh, that maybe there's some ooh and ah factor over the names that may or may not be revealed. But like I said, they're being really slow with this. Yeah. And my suspicion is that there's nothing really damning in there. There's nothing of actual consequence beyond just casting further gray onto people that are already gray. Mm -hmm. um, so I think probably where this will go is they'll continue to fart around with it sure. a little bit, and then they're going to draw some really half-assed conclusions that'll somehow, in their mind, be impactful on the upcoming election. Oh, Okay. That's my prediction. Well, I guess we'll see. They might full asset. You never they know. They might, but I'm not sure they know how. Okay. Well, there we go. It's not as easy out. as it sounds. That's true. <laughs> Something else that's trending. Uh, Apple released iOS 14. Ooh, I wondered why I kept getting notifications to update. Now you know why. I have not updated yet. Well, don't break into our stuff, listeners. <laughs> We're compromised. <laughs> 
steal my contact list. I think there's three people in it. My wife, my mom, and my sister. <laughs> Maybe even our daughters are in there too now. Yeah, now they are because I can't remember numbers so much. Yes, that's right. Okay, well. It's time. It's time to whirl. Whirl. All extra. Yep. What could you watch? My word. Charlie's Angels. Family Ties. Boob Watch. Friends Lost. Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. The list is long. And we've probably left some things out. Well, then watch Blacklist. There you go. So much watching All to do. All the watching. You've got a busy night ahead of you. You better order in. If you want to rewatch Lost with me, uh, send me a shout out. We can rewatch me? it together. No. I just tell you if and I decide awesome. I want to. Okay. Very well. Very well. Um, reading, you can go to Murderpedia, check out Evelyn Dick and the fantastic torso of a man that is supposedly her husband. Yep. Wouldn't it have been better if his name was Dick Dick, Richard Dick? I just feel like we haven't yet pointed out the elephant in the room, and that's that's a name that goes along with some anatomy. So, Well, speaking of uh, that last name, and also kind of like... <laughs> little... Yep, no, not going to say stop. it. I'm just thinking it. Wait, just stop, though, because that's, that is funny. But also, <laughs> <laughs> one of my sorority sisters married um, a guy that we went to school with, with the last name Dick. Also, her maiden name is Good. Oh, so nice. So when they got married, it hyphenation? was... Hyphenation? It was... She does not have the hyphenated last name. Well, but when she they should. got married, it was the Good Dick Wedding. So... We didn't go, but I'm sure it was. And she goes, she's a teacher and she goes by her maiden name professionally. You would have to. Yeah. I mean, here I am poking fun at a name. Our last name is Teats. Mm. I poke fun at names because I have endured every thing you can imagine beyond even just the symbol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. When I was a teacher, I did not go by my maiden name. I just fully went by. Might as well. Teats. Might as well. Yeah. That's, there's two approaches. One is to hide. The other is to Just wave be, that banner. Yeah. Be big with it. Yep. All right. I have... Well, you have a listen that you wanted to mention. Yes. Oh, by the way, you could also read uh, BuzzFeed News. It's, oh, yeah. It's one of the early trending articles about the FinCEN files is what they're called. Okay. Um, I have a read. I have a no, listen. you have a listen. But I, mine encompasses a lot of You have topics, one. Okay, yeah. You're so. trying to triple duty it. Yes. Um, I'm still listening to the podcast, Death is Around the Corner. If you guys recall, it's episode 69 plus five-part series on the JFK assassination at the hands of our own CIA. I won't lie. It's getting a little tedious at this point. I, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I dropped off in the middle of yeah. episode three. It's just so much. And and I understand why. He's trying to cover a lot of ground. But mm-hmm. I, I'm i just, yeah, I'm out on it. Here is an irritant okay. to me. And I know some people do this. And if you do this, listener, you irritate me. <laughs> This guy, anytime he's pronouncing a foreign name, oh which he does with regularity yes. because there's many involved, yes, he shifts into trying to mimic the true pronunciation and accenting yeah. and all of that of whatever native language it's from. Right. Don't be a Richard Dick. Yeah. Also, the the thing that bothers me, like he does it, which I understand some people do this with names that are uh, um, 
Hispanic. Rolling the R's. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But then he applies that same dialect and accent to non-Hispanic yeah. Latino names. And so it's he, like he's, he, does it he does it for um, Iranian names, Iraqi mm -hmm. names, those types of things. And it does, I'm like, if that's almost offensive. Yeah, if you're not a native speaker, yeah. uh, of, like even first language speaker, the only time you have the right to do that <clears throat> is if you are announcing a boxing match. That's, oh, that's it. Okay, that's the rule. Yeah. Now we know what the rule is. I made it. I'm going to write it down so we can say it's written. Okay. It's not even an unwritten rule now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have an, a thing that encompasses reading and listening and lifestyle. Okay. It is a book that I picked up over the weekend by, written by Jennifer L. Scott. It's called Lessons from Madam Chic. It is uh, Jennifer Scott's memoir slash lifestyle guidance book about what she learned about the French way of life when she lived there as a college student. And it has been really profoundly delightful to listen to. So I bought it on Kindle originally. And then, you know, sometimes Amazon will be like, hey, 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 you want the audible narration right. too? How about audible narration? Would for you like, like it in Spanish? We'll roll the R's. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I did get the audible narration because there are phrases that she uses that are French. And so uh -huh. um, anyway, it has been so delightful to listen to. It, she starts out, I'm, not, I'm only about halfway through it right now. But she starts out talking about the way the French approach food mm -hmm. and meals and eating, which was very fascinating and inspiring. Does she ever say je ne sais quoi? I'm sure we, she has not yet. <laughs> I'm sure that we will get there eventually. It's like the only French phrase. I was going to ask if that was your only French phrase. <laughs> Besides, we. Oui. <laughs> um, but then she goes on to talk about fashion and clothing and how most French people, or at least in her experience, Parisians anyway, have a true capsule wardrobe of about 10 working pieces besides their undergarments and outerwear and those types of things that they just rotate. And then it's just like not a big deal in French culture that you just wear the same clothes over and over again. Sounds good to me. Yes. You find your favorite whatever and you get to wear it all the time with no judgment. Exactly. And so she goes on to talk about style and then makeup and skincare. And that's about where I am in the book. So I got so fascinated listening to her as she's talking about her time in France that I wondered if she was maybe currently on the socials, social media. So I gave her name and Goog, found out that she is not only on there, she's actively on Instagram. She has a whole YouTube channel. She's got a blog. Her blog and YouTube channel and I think Instagram handle are called The Daily Connoisseur. Okay. And it's just lifestyle good stuff. Nice. So this was such a happy discovery for me. I love discovering new people and the things that they are doing in the world. So the name of the book that started it all again, it's called Lessons from Madam Chic, and um, that is available on all of the places that you would find books. Outstanding. Now, we have one other lifestyle thing that we didn't get on the list. Okay. In, uh, in close relationship with our current fashion journey, mm -hmm. we've also recognized that We've suffered long, we've been longtime sufferers, first time callers of the old scarcity mindset about clothing. Yep. And even though we have on multiple occasions and in recent years done the big purge, yeah. read a book to do it, yeah. followed the directions, all of that, yeah. we finally dug down truly into the layers 
that we'd hidden away, those those true scarcity treasure troves. Yeah. And just from a, a few hours of work <sighs> last night, how many bags did we throw out? I don't know about your situation. Well, I was being, I was trying to protect you oh. in case you were embarrassed by how nope. many bags you had. I'm not, I am a little embarrassed, but I'm just going to go big with it. Okay. I want you all to understand it. Tell the people how big my closet is. At most, at most, it's four foot by four foot. It is not a big closet. It's a 1920s yes, closet. exactly. I pulled out and got rid of, you guys, seven bags, kitchen trash bag size, seven bags of clothes. Now, some of it, to be fair, some of it was just trash, trash, but some of it was yeah. clothes that Because there's trashed. a long ways from the bedroom to the trash can. <laughs> Apparently. There's banana peels in there. No, it wasn't like that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. No. You know me. It was like old paperwork and stuff like that. Anyway. <laughs> That's where the taxes are from <laughs> 2007. Damn it, man. Um, Where's that IRS guy's phone number? <laughs> I found him. So much stuff. So much stuff that I just am not wearing anymore. I feel like what we did in this huge getting rid of stuff situation is we actually did the real thing that is Marie method, which mm-hmm. is only keeping that, which brings you joy. Not that you have any other attachment to Like it's not, this is a perfectly good usable sweater. It is what actually genuinely brings you joy to wear. Yeah. And guess what guys? It wasn't much. Right. Right. And what a freeing feeling this is. Yeah. And, and not just from the burden of having all that crap, and the stress of trying to find something to wear within it. Yeah. But also to know now that our our hands are empty and open to yes. receive yeah. replacement at a not a one for one ratio by any no. means. Just to receive all to build a wardrobe of all wearable, usable things. I'll tell you what, I told you mid process yesterday as it looked like a clothing bomb went off in our room. You were like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm having actual yeah. anxiety, physical heart pounding anxiety. Your color was bad. Yeah. Over how much stuff is in here. And I never want to do this again. Yeah. yeah. And so going all the way down to the baseline. And like you said, we're, we're bringing some pieces back in. But I can see now, okay, this is what a manageable working wardrobe mm-hmm. looks like. And it's not a closet that is just jammed with clothes right. going back years and years. Some things that I literally was like, I forgot I had this. Haven't right. seen it in a very long time. Um, there is a decent probability that if we if we build things out right and we follow the the old practice of I put off season or out of season clothes into mm-hmm. storage. Yeah. There is a decent probability that this little four by four closet will be able to house what we wear, both of us, both of our stuffs. Yeah, we've never, except for one short period of time in our marriage, we've never shared a closet, right? Because we just have both had too much stuff mm-hmm. for our closets. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting. It's highly recommended. Yeah, I feel I feel lighter. Yes, you don't realize the. Just almost physical weight of that stuff, even when you're not thinking about it. Right. It just you. I'm going to be curious to see if we sleep better, even knowing that that disaster isn't hiding behind a thin piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Yep. AKA in the closet. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you for clarifying all right. that. All right. Any other things? Um, that's all I can think of. All right. Well, I enjoyed it today. I plan on talking to you more after the camera's off. I'm so glad. Outstanding. Have an awesome today, would you? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. One online resource only gave credit to Japan for recognizing the autumn equinox. I feel fairly confident that this is part of some broader conspiracy, spearheaded by the United Nations. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.